0: Thanks so much for tuning into this episode of the show. This is the Brown Vegan Podcast. I'm Monique, and I enjoy interviewing guests about veganism, overall wellness, and vegan entrepreneurship. This is truly a lifestyle podcast. If you're enjoying the show, please take a moment and leave a review to help others find us. You can leave a review on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Also, come hang out with me on YouTube. I'm Brown Vegan over there for recipes and vegan tips. And as always, you can get the show notes and everything we mentioned in this episode at brownvegan.com. So my first question, I just need to know how you're doing. What's going on? It's been, what, three or four months since the last time we spoke?
2: God. Or has it been longer than that? I think it's been longer. <laughs> I feel like it's been longer. I don't know. Mm, what was that? Was that January or December? Wow, it was that long ago? Yeah, yeah. That's why I'm saying. Time be flying. Like, time truly flies. Literally. The interesting thing
0: is, I feel like this year is going... I don't know. I feel like it's going slow. So I, that's wild that that was that long ago that we spoke. So, mm-hmm. anyway, how are you doing since the last time we spoke?
2: Girl, I've been doing good. Um, There's a lot of different life transitions happening, <laughs> but it's good. Um, my oldest, our oldest girl, she's graduated from high school this year. So, we got that going on in the midst of. Uh, so, of course, we had all the different cele- celebratory things that happened, you know, for senior year. So, you got the prom, you know, um, graduation coming up next week. Um, then in the midst of that, still have my own things that I'm doing and have transitioned into. Um, so just staying afloat and not letting overwhelm happen. That's, a, that, that's That's been my biggest, you know, fight It's not allowing overwhelm to happen.
0: Yes. It yeah. is, and it has, it's easy. It's easy to do. Very, very easy to do.
2: Yeah.
0: It's crazy because my youngest is graduating next week and you're oldest is graduating next
2: week oh my gosh so how old is your oldest
0: 21 okay so 21 19 and 18
2: oh you got steps okay i do (laughs) craziness
0: (laughs) it's craziness but you so it's like for you you're like starting over again um you're like my best friend so she had when we were younger she had um two kids and then when we got older she had two more kids so she got like one going to middle school and one uh, is about to start kindergarten, kind of thing. And then she got yeah. So you you pretty much did the same thing in a way, right? I don't have them
2: going that little a, little a little bit. but I got gaps. So well, first of all, we're blended. That's number one. So that that has been like uh, a journey in itself, figuring out that dynamic and just learning how to flow with that and giving everybody a space when needed. to and see, because I, I have what I've realized and blended. That people begin to feel like they are, they um, they don't have a place, and that you know you're trying to overtake something, but that's not been the case at all. Mm-hmm. So learning how to decipher that and navigate through that has been a whole journey in the past. We've been married almost like maybe nine years this October. Wow. So, uh, this and it's still, it's still, girl, say, and then still, still dealing with stuff that I thought we was past, <laughs> you know, from, mm-hmm. from the outside people, you know, but it's. So they our ages are um eighteen, um, fifteen and then I got a then they got a gap of um well, it's
0: eighteen,
2: fifteen, um twelve, people. right? Yeah, be, but she about to be thirteen next week. And then well we got the next and then seven. Yeah. So, so, yeah. So yeah. <laughs> so it's something like that. But they what's crazy what's funny is that I happened about doing the again. <laughs> mm hmm. Wait. What? Wait. 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 Did I hear I that wrong? No, <laughs> I have thought about doing it again. Wow. And they're still kind of on the table a little bit because just being candid, I want a vegan pregnancy. I haven't had a vegan pregnancy. That's why you want a baby, though. <laughs> a little bit. I mean, that's part of it, but not all the way. You know, of course, other stuff. But that's right. why
0: you want a baby for a vegan pregnancy. <laughs> this baby gonna baby be here after the pregnancy, <laughs> right? <laughs> No,
2: oh, no, that's a good idea. <laughs> but no, because for real, because I have because one of with our last with our um son because the older three are girls and I, the the youngest was a boy, So seven year old, mm-hmm. and so with him that's when a lot of my different health issues that that um, led me into veganism occurred, and so a lot of so one of the things that me my husband talked about was that how and I had to be honest with myself too was that why I didn't want to do it again necessarily not um after that was that I fought against fear of like, you know, what this happened again, you know, what those health things happen again. Or would you know, I get sick again. Because I got really sick. I had, um even after I gave birth I had to be in hospital for like a week afterwards. Mm. And um had gestational diabetes and um which was a whole just, oh God. And then that's afterwards after delivered that's when all the other stuff that happened that I had which led me into veganism so started rising up. One thing I tell my clientele, I talk about a lot of times too, even on my um on my different like um platforms, is that I'm under the belief and I re- and I know too that a lot of those things that I, that came up, those disorders, were already lying dormant. It was just that their pregnancy is what kinda like kick started to come forward. Mm. It's what triggered it, you see what I'm saying?
0: Yeah. So you decided to go vegan for health reasons, obviously, mm-hmm. it sounds like. Yeah. Right.
2: Yeah. But I know
0: you told me that you were you have been like diving into being more alkaline. So what made you do that? Because it's one thing to be able to be vegan. And I feel like in so many ways we can eat whatever we want. There's so many mm -hmm. options. I know people who aren't vegan don't see that, but Uh there's so many options. But to me, I feel like being alkaline is even more limiting. I'm like, oh, no. Mm -hmm. So what made you decide that that is the direction you want to go in?
2: So that is very much, you know, that's a great point you just made as far as how it's even when even from the outside, when you come in on from the outside looking in so veganism as a whole, it can seem limited, right? But I would even beg to say that going forward, I mean going even into the from inside of veganism, looking into alkaline, that is the same limiting belief as well. It's a belief versus more so being a reality because what happens is you don't a lot of time what we don't do, we don't realize is that we kind of already doing a lot of stuff anyway or eating a lot of those things anyway, just from being vegan, especially if you more more, if you're somebody who's more so, you know, on the whole food basis versus, you know, a lot of the processed foods, which I already had the anyway. Of course, you know, we first transition, you know, a lot of us, we we cross that bridge, you know, with the different processed foods, the full meat, stuff like that. And if you choose to keep it, that's fine, too. However, with me being more so uh, on a health conscious reasoning, I started to see what those things were serving my uh, wellness in the way that I wanted to, and so it started with me just trying leaving a lot of the processed foods alone, and just finding eating finding ways to you know eat more of the whole foods, you know, um, fresh fruits and vegetables, um, grains, stuff like that. So then from there, as I started doing that, I started realizing how my body, even when I would try to go back to eat something like, because I still have like maybe, um, I might have a you know how you have a craving for something every once in a while, so I might have like a a little beyond burger or something like that but i started realizing how even when i eat those things first it was let me take it back further the soy intolerance okay mm. because initially i didn't have enough that issue like it was fine i would have you know my tofu here and there i even learned how to map i've learned i learned how to make seitan you know um really good because at first i was like i don't know how to make this stuff and i figured i really mastered that skill and then i started having like this and i was even using the after my workouts, the um, vegan protein, which, you know, a lot of that is um, pea powder um, based. But even that started causing all these irritants and uh, intolerances, like, you know, my stomach and stuff. And so I'm like, what's going on? So after just, like, realizing, okay, like, let me, and again, with having a background in, like, biology and stuff, we've always was taught that in a case study, you want to take away something and then see what the result is and then introduce it back to see what the variable is, right? So when I started doing that, using that process and that hypothesis with even just in my wellness, I started seeing how every time I would bring something back that was within those categories of having, like I just said, the soy, the processed foods, or even the like seitan and stuff like that, how, this, how it would be such a big difference in, you know, my the next day and how I felt, it made a difference in my digestive system, mm. and even TMA but even in my poop, like <laughs> mm-hmm. all that stuff. So I'm like, okay, what is this? So then I was reminded of how, you know, um it, it, so even it's more of the whole foods after that. But then way back, right, I had tried alkaline, like when I first started transitioning back in, um, what year was that? That was 2017 in our first transition. So about six years now. A little over six years. And I had somebody, a friend of mine had introduced me. She wasn't even vegan she introduced me. She's like, have you ever heard of Alkaline Vegan? I was like, no, what is that? And she was like, girl, that's the people where they be healing for real. And I was like, what? Okay. And so I found this Facebook group and they had great they vetted me five, they let me in, I had to get vetted and if you it was
0: Wait crazy. a minute, what did that look like? What are you talking about? Wait, wait, wait. Oh wait, before you but look, before you get into that, are you tapping your um your desk?
2: Yeah. I stop talking. tapping
0: it, girl. You talk you must be over there talking with talking with your hands.
2: I talk real extra, yeah, sorry <laughs> y'all. I'm sorry. Stop
0: stop. stop ta- you look, you know I'm not editing this. So you go tap <laughs> that
2: desk. <laughs> All right, we're not editing. Y'all gonna hear the tap tap. That means I'm into it, yes. I'm in
0: but, yeah, so what do you mean you had to get vetted to get in this Facebook group?
2: Mm-hmm. Girl, so, they asked me all these questions. I had to, I don't remember what the question was. I know it was like a questionnaire, though, because like, they trying to make sure, you know, it's a. I I guess, just to be on the up and up side, I guess, to say it's somewhat of like a conspiracy theory with some of that stuff. So they be trying to make sure people that are coming in there to try to, like, take over, or try to expose certain stuff.
0: Or oh, troll them or whatever.
2: Or oh, troll them, yeah, cause you know, yeah. the whole Sebi stuff, Dr. Sebi. So, I had to answer all these questions like, okay, you know, why you coming in here? What's your need? And it was, girl, it was a whole, it was a whole interview. I'm like, okay. <laughs> so, it was a turnaround time. of maybe like two or three days. They let me in. So, then from there, but I'm going to tell you, Monique, when they let me in, the wealth of information, oh, my gosh. Girl, I was going back the other day in my phone looking at, looking for stuff. I was looking for pictures. I, like I said, with, um, with our it. So then my daughter graduated and also my firstborn nephew, he graduated this year too. So they both graduating. So I've been looking, searching for pictures. because so We do all the different stuff. Mm-hmm. And I was going through my phone and I found where I used to be in there and stuff because and they'll stuff because I ain't know if, was gonna let, you know, if I was going to put out. So I used to be holding information. Oh, <laughs> so wow. I had um, was seeing that. So that's what I was saying. So I that when I, I remember i did that. so that was like i said early on i first was, was transitioning and so did it i was applying some of the principles they were saying and i was like oh my god like this it's like they gave you like a list of the different foods right and you feel real like oh my god list i don't i'm already not eating blah blah i want no list of what to eat i wouldn't be able to eat so i was i stuck to what they were saying a little bit let me tell you i put my mind to it i did it for like almost two weeks. But let me say you, in those two weeks, Monique, girl, you're talking about like within the first two days, the weight started falling off, like just the way I felt. And it's, it's like immediate, your body, like it's an immediate response to it because I think, and I'm going to truly say this because of just how it's God's original foods. It doesn't even have like a it's not, you know, this because you no know, foods are like non-hybrid, you know, seeded stuff, you know, non-processed. You ain't supposed to even eat, eat out of certain. You ain't even eat, eat out of cans. It's really like intentional. I'm gonna say it like that. But after those two weeks, I was like, yeah, this. I don't know. At the time, it was just too much, you know. At the time, right. Like, just transitioning. I still, you know, my kids was real little back then. Was still little back then, especially my um son. He was like a baby, so I was like. Yeah, I'm going to keep the principles in mind, but I ain't going to able to do this. So fast forward back to now, current day, I must within this year, this this year I became serious about transitioning and eating more. Even if it's not 100%, I set my goal to be consuming at least 70% alkaline foods. Um,
0: I think that's a great
2: goal. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I feel like that's manageable for sure. I mean, because I, I always thought that people who are alkaline, they were just 100%.
2: So, and there wasn't
0: really room for flexibility. Right? I mean, I feel like just in this lifestyle in general, just people just yeah. make it what they make it. They make it what they want it to be. And I think that's important to know.
2: Mm-hmm. It is. And it's and it's been good. That's been a good space for me. Because one thing I realized, too, like I was saying early on, is with not allowing um, overwhelm to come in, with that, well, one of the things that I was shown, too, is that sometimes in our wellness, we allow overwhelm to come in, too. And we being a wellness and that's why a lot of times we quit so i started noticing that pattern and like even with the clients i work with um in my wellness business is that they would a lot of times now want to they could wouldn't stick to it because they didn't want to they come in you know on fire oh yeah i'm ready to do this i want to blah blah, blah blah i gotta do this I gotta do that because they know that they, most times people i work with have either already gotten a diagnosis or they know something right within their body mm-hmm. so now they um or they seeing other people in their family you know um deal with different different health or disorders and ailments so they try to be proactive and preventive so yeah. they know what can come or what has happened um, or what's happening. So they, they know what they want to do, but what happens sometimes we can put too much pressure on ourselves and even sometimes as coaches, we can do that as um, professional, prof- wellness professionals, we can do that too because people need to be able to know that they're trying to, they try to, they try to bite off too much at once, but re- not realizing that it's this because your brain wants consistency. You know what I mean? Your your mind will see consistency. So we, even if it's just one day or week, even if it's just that one, whatever, you know, you choose to stick to for that time, when your brain starts seeing that consistency, that's what's going to eventually roll over into the more so permanency of it. And you seeing, hey, I can do this. I can do this. It's possible. And then that's creating a more positive mindset and thought patterns towards your goal versus freaking I can't do this I can't do that and I always take the mindset of so same things I, I teach my client, I apply it to myself you know it starts at home first right mm-hmm. so I apply it to myself too because like you got to be able to see that you can do it because sometimes we don't think that it's it's always I always say we look at what we can't stop looking at what you can't do versus all that you can do and you can consume or, you know, can happen, whatever it is that you're, you know, pursuing. Look at all the possibilities that are available versus what you think aren't available. Mm-hmm.
0: That's so, so, so,
1: so.
0: So important. And let's talk about, like, some of the baby steps that people can take as far as dealing with the overwhelm because that shit is real as far as, like, trying to eat well, trying to exercise, trying right. to be there for their families. Just like you were saying, like, when your schedule is busy, mm-hmm. what are some of the baby steps?
2: Uh, I would definitely say um, the first step would be the side. The first baby step would be focus on one thing at a time. So your first step is going to, be, if you want to say you want to start incorporating that more movement, don't even call it exercise movements, right? Mm-hmm. So start by making a setting that goal. Like I just, okay. Thank
0: you for saying that. I got to jump in. Cause I thank you so much for saying movement. Yeah. I love that so much. That helped me to get back into the gym.
2: Yeah. Just
0: saying I'm, I'm I'm, moving. I'm taking yeah. care of myself. I'm showing up for myself because that weight loss saying I wanted to lose weight, even though I need, no, I need to lose weight. Yeah. It didn't help me. That wasn't a good enough Motivation. Same, so,
2: the food is good. So,
0: <laughs> you ain't lying, right?
2: <laughs> oh, yeah, that's, that's good. Absolutely. And saying, you know, likewise, and again, like I said, starts at home first. Right? So, it's, it's the things that's one thing I made sure I teach in my courses and in my programs is that uh, this is it's tried and true because this is what I am, have done, and am doing, you know. So, I would say, so if your first step is movement, then if you want to start with movement, so just find ways to incorporate more movement into your day. So you got to be intentional. So let's say you set a goal of like my current, like what I had started doing was, was one, at first I set a goal for, um, let's say, even though I do exercise three days a week and stuff, um, as far as with actual, like, well, this cardiovascular, strength training, just movement. I did want to start doing more movement. So I had set uh, a first, I would say, I'm going to do 10 K a day, but girl, I started realizing, wait a minute, that's, that's have got a stretch to get there. <laughs> That's a stretch. We don't realize just how idle we are. You know what I mean? It's a people, because we sit at these jobs, we sit to drive to these jobs. We sit to drive we, to go places. Even if you, you know, even people who like catch the buses, like you still got to you walk to the bus stop, and then you got you sitting on the bus. You know to get where you go on at. So we sit so much in um, our daily lives that we don't even realize how much of a stretch it is to actually get the ten k. then i revisit and i said okay let me i'm gonna say they go for 5k so that's what i'm doing so i said so i broke it down to 5k that's more like again like i said achievable but your goal your brain wants to see that you're achieving something and that that's what's going to build up that muscle i should say that like that um faith and that um resilience muscle to keep you going and that that you can actually do it so i started with 5k and i've been hitting it so i've been making sure like and if you look at like all my stories yesterday i was sharing how was a little behind it, but I got up anyway. had hey, asked my husband, "Hey, you go me for a walk?" It was in the evening. We went for an evening walk, and I met my goal. I got over like fifty one hundred steps. Mm-hmm. So it takes some intention, but start with something small that you know you go. It's gonna make allow you to push a little bit, but it's not gonna be so uncomfortable that you feel like that you get overwhelmed and be like, "Forget, I ain't doing it at all. It's just too much."
0: Yeah, the thing that has helped me. Um, like I told you, we were talking about this on um, Instagram the other day about how I get up at, you know, speaking of jobs and all of that, I get up at mm-hmm. 4 a.m. Yeah. Between 4 and 7 is my time. Well, more like 7.30 is my time. And then okay. I go to work okay. because I was noticing that I was coming home from work and I didn't want to do anything because yeah. <laughs> I gave them everything. Right. <sighs> So having that time in the morning made a huge difference for me. I remember when I first started working out, I was like in pain. I was like hurting. Like walking long distance was hurting me, and I was like, yeah, "That
2: is so true." Mm-hmm.
0: So now I'm just like, okay. So you're right. I mean, the baby steps matter because I remember I didn't even want to do weight training and all of that. I didn't even want to walk.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you were like, "No, this is putting on me."
0: Right. So I love that. I love the importance of like you know not getting overwhelmed because you you're like you're right everybody jumping get so mm-hmm. excited and then a week later they be like oh yeah <laughs> <Exactly. I forgot." laughs> so yeah and then, yeah.
2: mm-hmm. then you'll be looking at other people's stuff too that's one of the things um mm, girl this social media um um society good god almighty like it it can it's such a it has it has such a good place however then it has such a side where it can just be so damaging if you're not aware and if you're not being conscientious about it because you look in there where everybody else is showing you, but you ain't seeing everything. That, you, don't, you don't see everything they do. And again, we showing you, they showing you the part they want you to see. Some people, you know, can be a little candid and they be more transparent with stuff. But even with that, it's still not every moment, second of their life. So you don't know the other support systems they have, the other things they have in place. You know, somebody, you see the one girl who got three small kids who can go to the gym every day, but... That ain't that ain't you because she you don't know she got a whole you know nanny system a husband everybody else but you single mom trying to do this you can't do the same thing she doing <laughs> you don't have the same twenty four hours that's a lie from the piss of hell people know you go all got twenty four hours yeah my twenty four hours ain't yours <laughs> mm-hmm. My twenty four hours and your twenty four hours are set up differently ma'am
0: <laughs> yeah definitely definitely yes that's a good point that's a good point start with where you are and keep it moving you know. Yeah. Yeah, and then I feel like also things moving a season. Like I'm going, I'm going every morning. Like we talked about, I'm going to the gym every morning for this season of my life. But I probably will cut it down to maybe uh-huh. four days a week. I just want to go every day because I wanted to to build a habit.
2: Oh, okay, good. Of
0: showing up, you know. Mm-hmm, so
2: that's
0: yeah, that's important. That's really, really important. So I know, of course, that your um your kids and your husband are not vegan how does meal prep and not not necessarily meal prep but just how like how does mm-hmm. dinner look for you are you cooking multiple meals what are y'all uh, doing
2: absolutely not so <laughs> <laughs> and that's a great question i always get asked that so i had like to say that my family is veg curious right <laughs> so i'm just perfect yeah so they because what they do is of course we um cuz i transitioned um one initially girl beginning, yes, I was doing all that stuff. I was making two and three meals. Grandma, I, mean, I used to be so stressed out and so upset and, and yelling at me and like y'all ain't, y'all need to get eat this food and I ain't making all this and this upset because I was putting all this pressure on myself. And not realizing that at this point they I I don't maybe I what I had to come to the realization was that they love my cooking and the fact that I'm making something for it. And I'm cooking cooking for them. And so I don't have to necessarily do all this extra stuff to stress myself out to in order for them to be able to <clears throat> enjoy the meal. I can introduce it to them, and because how would they know? Because sometimes what I realized too is that a lot of, even my own kids is that they didn't know certain fruits and vegetables and foods because they wasn't introduced to it. So we assumed they should know certain stuff, but we got to introduce it to them. I started bringing them in the kitchen with me too, which was a big like. Accomplishment because I don't want to in the kitchen with me, so <laughs> I be one my own little time. So I started bringing them in the kitchen with me, and um, just in my my motto and my goal with my motto with my family and my children specifically is because my husband at one point believing that he actually was he had he had claimed over as a vegetarian, but now he's more so like because um, he realized it was a lot more work than what he expected. <laughs> oh so, yeah. Yeah, so now he um more so, I, I guess if he had to identify with something, he would say pescatarian. But mm-hmm. he's more all of them are more they help they conscious they um are health conscious. And they know we don't and I have taken away certain stuff, certain food, certain um groups from them like they don't eat red meat. We definitely left pork. I left pork a long way before I even went vegan. So we don't do pork. We don't do red meat, and they don't they sometimes do chicken, but more so just fish. Whatever as far as meat, mm-hmm. yeah, a lot of them have, but um. When I cook, I'm cooking vegan. Like I'm, <laughs> y'all know, mommy not gonna make those two meals. And the thing is, they love, they they learned to embrace it and love it because I brought them into the into the, I guess the, the the kitchen and stuff with me, and they know that my goal with them has always been when I started realizing my goal for them has to it was to introduce them and educate them versus forcing it on them,
0: mm-hmm.
2: because I wanted them to make um, a decision. <laughs> Probably that when they become you know grown and stuff like that that they can make their own this they decide that this is a lifestyle they can they can do that's why they want they want want to do because they can see it's doable and it's not hard because mommy always made it seem easy mommy always did this mommy always did that so I can do that so yeah. that's what I've you know, come to um be able to proceed from this. Versus me forced on like, Because I could did that and they took everything away. Like, we ain't eating this no more. We taking all this away. But I didn't want to do that. Because I realized I didn't want them to become resentful towards it. And then we me and have my back doing stuff.
0: Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's how I did it, too. I think it's, that's really important. I mean, not forcing it on the kids, in my mm-hmm. opinion. I mean, just, like, make sure the food is good and present it to them. Yeah. <laughs> the vegan food is good. Yeah. yeah.
2: And when my, my youngest, when first I first started transitioning, my youngest, was he was one. So, um, he has his, well, i realized a difference though with him and the older girls is that his palate is more, he's more pliable. His palate is more, um, he has more, he doesn't like certain foods that they like because he had a, he was in ju- introduced to them or he had a shorter time to actually even eat them
1: mm-hmm.
2: versus, you know, like them. So.
0: That does make a difference. Like when, when you're, ki- when you get your kids to start, it makes a difference. Yep. You're absolutely right. Yeah. yeah. So what made you? Decide to go with the brand Thick Vegan. And the Uh, reason I want to know this, right, is because (laughs) people think, okay, so people already think that vegans are skinny and we know that's just some BS. That's not necessarily true. But then people really think that alkaline vegans are skinny. So (laughs) what made made you think, okay, Thick Vegan? Because I know when you first started your brand, you weren't necessarily alkaline, but what made you um name your brand at
2: okay so i'm not even really 100 percent i wouldn't identify as alkaline now it's just something more so another goal that i've set in my wellness you know because the thing is the coach is the coach is still needs coaching too right so this says just because we are coaches don't mean that we you always like what i always was told i've always learned that you only like one or two steps ahead of your um clientele anyway so for me to keep on growing too, I got to keep on growing. So that's, I believe, that that was the next step that I was given in my growth, in my healing and my wellness journey was to transition more so into an alkaline, like, uh, alkaline lifestyle. But the think being that name, that is so funny because that's exactly where it happened. So what happened was when I first um, started this, first I just wasn't even looking to really start a business. What happened was um after, like I said, when I got diagnosed with all the different disorders that I was dealing with after the pregnancy, because what I had was I became, pre-diabetic, I was, um, wait minute, pre-diabetic, I had high blood pressure, like struggle level, girl, was, them numbers was bad, struggle level, high, love, high blood pressure, and this disorder called pseudotumor cerebri, which I had never heard of, and I was like, this sounds like death, Um, <laughs> but it basically is when your spinal cord, the fluid in your spinal cord is attacking your, um, brain causing pressure as if you have a tumor, hence the "tumor." Mm. So I would get these excruciating headaches where I would have moments of blindness where I couldn't see nothing. Um, and I had to go get like a, um, MRI and a spinal tap monthly or every other month. It was really bad. i was with a newborn, right? Like six weeks out. Mm. So it started with me just journaling. You know, because a friend of mine I called me, we used to talk every morning on her way to work. And she called me and um, we would talk and she was like, this is why I was on maternity leave and stuff. And she was like, you need to start journaling, Trishel. She was like, I've been praying for you, you need to start journaling because that's really going to help you. And I was like, okay, all right. So I started, at first I didn't want to do it, and I did it. And as I started doing it, I started seeing the freedom of how it was really like, um, uh, what's the word? Bringing off some weights and stuff, and I was actually just be able to be candid in my um journaling and my writing and what was going on, how I was feeling for that day, and with just overall things that was going on. And one day in that, I was not hurried to start doing a YouTube channel just talking about what I was doing, um, because maybe other women out here that were suffering with the same stuff I was dealing with. So it was called my journey back to health. That was the um, YouTube page. it Still, is up. Actually, I need to get back into it. Like I really needed to get back into it, doing some but, and people started reaching out to me, oh my God, I'm doing the same thing, you know, what is you, and I was just showing up what I was doing to heal, and what I was doing to try to like combat this issue, because I didn't know nothing about it. So fast forward, as I started on my, started on it my journey back to health, right, as I started realizing, that's when I was introduced to veganism, and realizing our bodies do have the ability to heal themselves when we're equipped with the right foods, but a lot of times foods are not the foods that we knew growing up you know they weren't the meats it's not the dairy stuff like that so I started doing more research and finding out that and doing then start eliminating things in my diet and incorporating more different um herbs and fruits and vegetables and stuff like that and see how my body was immediately to responding to this stuff so in that, I said, you know what I need to I'm gonna no longer be so about that was about maybe a year. or a year or so, about a year and a half into doing my journey back to health and kind of actually making it into a brand. I started doing like getting people to do um, like a logo for me and stuff like that. And even a little website, I had a Facebook page, all that stuff like that. I started making to make it into an official brand. It had like a little couple of digital products. And so I was still learning. So in the midst of that, maybe like I just said, a year and a half in, I started realizing that I need to go... That's how I said so about, that's how I said in 2017, I said, I need to actually make this full transition because this is what's going to bring my body the healing that I need into um, going vegan. So I started telling people like, yeah, I'm going vegan and I hadn't rebranded yet or nothing, but I was like, I'm going to go vegan, so I'm, gonna start, I'm not eating this, this and that. People always look at me like, because was like, I I was a little more fluffier, right? So mm-hmm. <laughs> I was a little fluffier, but they would always look at me like, you vegan.
0: Right. People are something, aren't they?
2: <laughs> like, you vegan. Like, and I would be like, yes. And then so, and I would just, I remember I had went to this one, um like, workshop shop or something and this lady was having um this natural, natural path, this, I forget how you say it, natural path doctor, whatever, out here in Baltimore, where I live. And, and she was, and I remember I was in there and I was like, yeah, cause I'm vegan. And I, um, cause I, by that time I had already made a decision and I was like, I'm still a few months in, but I was already receiving that. That's what I was going to do. <laughs> so mm-hmm. it was like, Oh my gosh, you vegan! I thought I wanna be—I ain't never seen a vegan like you. So you know, <laughs> so when I decided that eventually, I said, you know what, I want to trend, I want to rebrand. And I remember I saw to a cousin man who was really business savvy, and I was like, "Cousin, I want to rebrand, and this is the name I want to use." And I was like, "He was like, okay, what's the name?" And I said, "The Thick Vegan." girl why he almost fell off his chair and he was like go with it and I just chose that name because I'm a, I said I'm gonna use the very thing that people was using against me to make me feel some kind of way and when I first was transitioning to so actually use it for my benefit as a mm-hmm. woman. I want people to realize that just like health and wellness doesn't come in the same shape as size neither does veganism come in all different shapes and sizes and colors as well because when you no know, whenever you don't hear the word vegan you always think about you know no offense you know skinny white person but that's right. not what it is that's not what it always is so we had I learned I wanted to take this name because it's it's it catches people's attention but at the same time it's a meaning behind it.
0: I love this. This is the perfect <laughs> way to end this episode. Yes that, that's a message message
2: <laughs> <Yes>.
0: <laughs> yeah so tell us how we can come hang out with you on social media or anything else you want us to do.
2: Oh, yeah, definitely. So you can come check me out. Follow me on on Instagram and TikTok uh, at at the underscore thick underscore vegan. Um, As well as join my email list because by going to bit.ly forward slash work with Trishel, bit.ly forward slash work with Trishel, where you'll get all the updates. I send out weekly recipes, tips, and strategies as well.
0: Yes, send me a link for all of it so that I can go ahead and put it on the show notes and on a blog post for this episode. It yeah. was so nice to talk to you. Are you going to be at Soul Fest this year? Yeah, oh yeah. I'm actually going to be presenting. Are you? What, you, what are you doing? You are cooking or you're yeah. t- doing a talk? Mm-hmm. I'm going to be
2: cooking. i do one me too.
0: Yeah. I'm doing one too. So yes, we'll actually like formally meet then because we've seen each yeah. other, but we didn't <laughs> we, we didn't meet. So then right,
2: yes i'm excited
0: yes thank you so much for being on yes thank you monique